With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, family? What's good? Hey. Why y'all looking all sad? Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup. We ready to do this? Nah, man. Everybody's running late. Are you serious? Yes. And I hope they make it. Oh, they make it. They may be late, but they'll make it. They better make it, because we've got a lot to do.
good evening. Welcome to Blessed Vibration Radio. Tonight is a Thursday night, June the 4th, 2020. The time is currently 9.34 p.m. We are in the Apple Valley studio tonight. We're critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight is about peace, and peace begins with me. Now, tonight we... Dr. Mo will be talking about peace, peace, and more peace. In this country, in this land right now, we need peace and unity. Now, the Apostle Paul starts off all of his letters with a prayer that grace and peace will come out to the readers. But he never uses a verb. He never says grace and peace be to you or grace and peace come to you. He assumes the verb. Peter does make it explicit. He begins both his letters, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Paul would be very happy with this verb. It's what he means when he says 13 times grace to you and peace. The verb behind be multiplied is used 12 times in the New Testament and always means increase, move from a lesser to a greater. Some other key things I want to point out that are good when you talk about peace. There are seven different experiences of peace. Grace and peace are experienced. Also, grace and peace vary in different measures in our lives. Also, there's always more grace and peace to be enjoyed. Grace and peace are multiplied by God and God only. Grace and peace are multiplied by God through human means. That means God may send somebody in your life that can provide you with peace and grace. And also, one means of multiplied grace and peace is prayer. Prayer can always be peaceful, spiritual. It can always, of course, bring grace and knowledgeable too. And another means of multiplied grace and peace is the epistle of the words that are introduced within Paul and his letters that he was eligible to write. So tonight you're going to learn about peace. You're going to learn about grace. I want to know, do you guys know how to be peaceful? Do you guys know how to be graceful? Well, if you don't know how to be either, maybe you haven't learned. Well, tonight you're going to learn about peace and grace and what Dr. Moore has been given from the Lord. You're going to learn about that tonight how to have grace, how to have peace, and how to sustain during this day and age and this dispensation and everything that we have going on. Um, real quick, if you're on social media on Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m., we have our virtual Facebook church, Facebook church Blessings by Grace Radio, presents the Greater All Nation Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, virtual Facebook church on Facebook. So if you're on social media, now if you listen to us on the Internet, for our show, that means you can go to social media for Facebook, and you can listen to us. The Facebook page is Blessings by Grace Radio. That is our page for Facebook, and we're on at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time Zone for the United States for the state of California. So if you're in another state, then it would either be Central, which is going to be two hours different, and Central is Two hours difference, that means it'll be 1.30 p.m. your time. Mountain is one hour difference. It would be 12.30 p.m. your time. And then also you have Eastern time zone, which would be 2.30 p.m. your time. And if you're anywhere else in the world, just think about how many hours you are from California. And at that time would be the time we're coming on. If you're in Africa, you're about nine hours difference. So we come on at 11.30 so you'll be about 8.30 p.m. your time. We'd be on on Sunday. For us, it's morning time. So we'll be on at that time. If you're anywhere else like Yemen and other places, which is an 11-hour time difference, 
So that means it would literally be around 10.30 in the p.m. for you there. So, and depending on where you are, you can listen to us live on Facebook. We'll be there every Sunday morning until we're eligible to go back to our church. We will be there on the virtual church on Facebook Live. So tune in, everybody. And if you don't have a social media, band up together with somebody in your family, your neighbors, your friends that has a social media so you guys can watch together. And share, 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 share this broadcast like you always do. Share our Facebook virtual church like you always do. Keep sharing. We're trying to get Dr. Moore to be a viral sensation because he's preaching the unadulterated gospel. He's not telling anything but God's holy word the way God has given it to Ron Uncut. He's not sugarcoating it for you and me. He's breaking it down exactly how God wants it to be broken down. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alphamon, God bless. God bless you, ready your last tonight. <clears throat> Amen. And thank God for our announcement, man. Praise the Lord. Bringing us on as usual, letting us know, amen, our insight on the word peace tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. If we ever needed peace, we need it right now. Tonight is Thursday night. As we come on, we're going to bring you food for thoughts tonight. Amen. From this particular word. We're going into the word of God. Open your hearts and minds. Amen. That you can read these scriptures and hear what the Lord is saying. In the latter days. Amen. Very briefly. Amen. St. John, the 14th chapter, verse 23 and 27. Jesus answered and said unto them, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abortions with him. He that loves me, he that love me not, keepeth not my saying. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. <clears throat> These things have I spoken to you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. First Thessalonians 5 and 23. And the very God of peace sanctify ye whole. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body, be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to 
talk about peace tonight. God, peace, keepeth our heart and mind. Secure in this troublesome world. God, peace, keeps our heart and mind. It keeps us secure in this, amen, troublesome world. Psalm 119, 65, say, Great peace have they with love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. We can have great peace if we keep the law of the commandments of the Lord. And nothing shall offend you, no matter what we are facing or come up against. If we keep God's word, the Lord will keep us in perfect peace. We're living in a time of trouble, peace in time of trouble. God wants to find some peacemakers for today. A world is looking for peace. A world is looking in the wrong places. Peace is promised. Peace is given. And peace is received. A place of possession. Perfect peace is within. A place of peace. Peace that passes understanding. The Lord wants you and I tonight is to have peace. In a confusion world that we are living in, the Lord is still speaking to us through his word. Peace is a pleasant to the human soul. We can have peace in our soul. That's very pleasant. To be satisfied, a story must contain a conflict that the author works to resolve. People in a stage of unrest, naturally they seek peace. And that's throws my mind to where we are right now. We are in a stage of unrest. We got COVID-19. We got the rioting and looting. We got earthquakes. And God knows what else. We are in a stage of unrest. Order is preferred to the chaos. In the creation narrated, God was portrayed as an established order on the earth. God wanted order on the earth. He clackinated in the peaceful garden of Eden. 
It was peace in the Garden of Eden. And that's how God intended for it to be in the world. But we know something happened in the Garden of Eden and broke that peaceful relationship with God and Eve. Humanity love for peace can be traced to the image of God. In Genesis 1, 26, God said, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. You can go back that far and you can trace, amen, peace. Humanity was made to live among one another in peace or with peace. Unfortunately, sin has come and tamed the one perfect creation we inhabit. It introduced a disorderly into our relationship with God. Sin took away peace. When Eve disobeyed the law of God. And Adam followed her. It took away peace. With God and each other. Not only did it take peace away from God, but there was a discrimination among them when they knew they had did wrong. But before they had did wrong, there was a Solemn peace among them. In spite of our best effort, the peace we crave often elude our grasping, but we are not doomed to live in coerce. As Christians, we possess God's word, which teaches us how to order our lives. As believers, we ought to know how to order our lives from the word of God. This truth allows the psalmist he said, great peace have they which love the law. If you love the law or the commandments of the Lord, you will have great peace in your life. And nothing shall offend them. Psalm 119 and 165. In addition, peace is Listed as one of the qualifications the spirit to bring to our life. Peace. And we are also encouraged to pursue peace. Go after peace. Look for peace. 
be a peacemaker. Galatians 5, 22 and 1 Peter 3 and 1. We're in a time now that the whole world is in a chaotic state. And they're looking for this little word that we are talking about tonight is peace. The Hebrew word shallow. It often translates it to be peace. In the Old Testament, can also carry the idea of wholesomeness, of completeness. I got peace within me. I'm whole. I'm complete. There is nothing in my life is disturbing me or to destroy me because I'm keeping the law of God. I'm keeping the commandments of the Lord. God desires for us to be at peace. God desires for us to be at peace with one another. That is his desire. But this entails more than simply not being in a conflict. Peace also involves living up to the potential God designed human to fulfill. You got to live up to the potential, amen, if you want peace. God made the way for us to have peace, but there is something we have to do in as humanity. We got to live up to God's potential, not amen. Try to bring God down to our potential. In that I was looking at the service of George Floyd, and they was doing everything that there was to seem to bring peace. But there was one thing that was like it. Humanity cannot bring peace with his own strength, his own motive, his own desire. You can't bring peace. It includes both. In the tranquility and positive action to maintain peace, in our relationship with others, we got to have, amen, a relationship among each other. Just because we march, and it's a good thing, and just because we protest, it don't mean we have a relationship. Well, you say, Bishop, we're trying to get there. That's a good start, trying to get there. We are at peace when we worship God wholeheartedly and love our neighbor generally and work to establish God justice in the world. If we want peace, we got to worship God. God is our priority. Without putting him first, you will not have peace. I don't care how much we march. I don't care how Hard we protest. If you don't put God first, 
I didn't hear too much about putting God first. Out of all the thousands of people on Mars, I didn't hear nobody too much talking about we got to put God first. I didn't hear too much of people saying we got to repent and make God our priority. You can't do it on your own. We got to have love for our neighbor and work to accept with God justice in the world. Do you really have love for your neighbors, or is this all a, a, a temporary front? Do you really have love for your neighbors? Just think on it. As we talk about this word peace, God is looking for peacemakers for today. The world is looking for peace. One does not have to look far to see that countless people in the world, they are lacking peace. There are countless millions of folks in the world that's lacking peace. They don't have no peace within their lives, their existence, but they don't have peace. Walls are being wedged throughout our world. And there is no indication this really will change in the near future. We're going to have walls because Jesus says you're going to have walls and room of the wall. But he told the Christian, don't let your heart be troubled. Rich and powerful people continue to oppress those that are under their control. You can't have peace when you got rich and powerful people in high places oppressing the poor. You can't have peace. And this is what Jesus began, amen, to talk to his Disciples about political control continuing to trump their solution to society problem. But their problem reigned falsely. The truth is that despite all of our valuable efforts, humanity will never be able to find peace apart from a righteous relationship with this creator. It doesn't make any difference. If you don't have a right relationship with your creator, you ain't going to find peace. Universal. I'm talking to the world. You got to find peace with the one that created you. The one that man was made in his own, in his likeness and his image. It was no confusion. When God made man, God found peace. 
Our lesson text consists of the first part of Jesus' answer to the question of Judah, not Judah Israel. He asked in the previous verse, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Here was a carnality man asking Jesus a question. You see, when you do not recognize your creator and you can't see him for who he really is, you will ask the cone question. They didn't realize, amen, who they was talking to. God had manifested himself in the flesh and come down to walk among mankind, but they couldn't see that. Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? John 14 and 22. At first glimpse, it might be difficult to understand why Jesus seemed to avoid asking his question directly. We will look, we will work to understand the meaning of Jesus answering John, uh, answering in John 14, 23 through 27. It'll tell us. To begin with, it is helpful to realize that within the large contents of the section of John's gospel, Judah's question reflected the disciples' anxiety relating to Jesus' intimate department. Those disciples were not at rest. No disciple was not at peace. Even they didn't realize they had the Prince of Peace among them. They had anxiety. They were troubled. And Jesus informed them, whether I go, you cannot come. John 13 and 33. Here it is, he Young men just got attached to Jesus, hoping that he was the Messiah of the world. <laughs> now he's talking about leaving them. They was not at peace. Peter, Thomas, and the others immediately began to wonder where Jesus would be going. And why they would wouldn't be able to accomplish him, and what road would he take john thirteen thirty six and thirty seven they thought they were following a just a natural man, not realizing a man that the spirit of God put on flesh. And come down to walk in the midst of mankind. 
They didn't realize that God is with us right now. And many people today don't realize that God is with us. Not in the flesh, but he is in the spirit. And we can't recognize him. So we are perplexed. While these questions were somewhat misguided, Unnecessarily, Jesus further explained, it is not difficult to understand how the disciple was feeling. They were distressed. Oh, they had everything they needed right there with them, but they didn't have the peace with them. So you can't do it on your human ability. You can't work out this thing on your human ability. We need a greater power that we must look to than look to humanity. Jesus was leaving them after only a few short years. This would entail a disruption of their expectation. They wanted Jesus to continue to lead them. They wanted to hear the words Oh, dropping from the lips of Jesus. It ensured them. Now he's talking about leaving them. And they were struggling to find an answer about the uncertain future. Don't you think it, amen, that puts us in the time of this epidemic? Amen, the struggling Amen. Of humanity is trying to find an answer to the problem of the life that we are facing right now. We are struggling. The whole world is struggling. Trying to find the answer. There is an answer. Far from being calm and peaceful. They were overcome by worry. Isn't that like us right now? We are, amen, far from being peaceful. No matter how much we say, go home, amen, be in peace. We are far from being peaceful. If you could just look into the minds of people, you could see, amen, they're far from being peaceful. They are wary. They're wondering what's going to happen next. What we got to face the next. What kind of event or what kind of problem is going to rise next? We're already upset. We're already worried. In the 20th century, we often find ourselves in a simple emotional state. Yes, when man supposed to be Educated. Man's supposed to learn how to live better in life. But we find ourselves, amen, with a similar emotion, a similar state. We are unstable. We are unstable because we don't have the answer. When we complete, when we complete the future, we often have 
more questions than answers. We will have, we don't have enough money to retire. That is the first thing, amen, that we bring up. We don't work 15 to 20 years, sometimes 30. And amen, always think about the retirement. I don't, we won't have enough money to retire. We're facing a problem. Will our children serve God faithful? We worry about our children. Will our children serve God faithful? We got a problem. Will we survive a struggle with cancer? We got a problem. These are questions. Certain concern of certainty. I have a life to disciple. We are often asked the wrong question. We often ask the wrong question. Uncertainty about the future will always be a part of the human condition. As long as there is human being upon the earth, they're going to be uncertain about the future. Only somebody can see the future is Jesus himself. Yet, there is a way to leave, live in peace. Yet, there is a way to live in peace. Come what may, we must place our confidence in God's goodness and his ability to ensure that all things work together for good to them that love us God. To them who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8 and 28, we must put our confidence, our ability in God who created mankind, put his spirit in mankind. We must put our confidence in the Lord. We're asking the wrong question. The world is looking in the wrong places for peace. As in liking peace was not sufficient, it is not a sufficient problem. Our misplacing effort to find peace other simply added to our turmoil. Our individual torment by inward pain can find release by dulling his sense of thoughts with virus meaning. Go find some entertainment somewhere. He dulled his thoughts. Alcohol would dull his thoughts. Drugs would dull his thoughts. He listens to sexual activity would dull his thoughts. These are temporary things, but it'll dull his thoughts. It is possible to the temporary escape from the economic difficult 
by changing expense on a credit card. I got a credit card. I I, I, I can buy my way out of this. If one is struggling to get alone with his coworker, taking a vacation will provide a short time release. But it is easy to see that the quick fix are avoiding the real heart of the problem. So we got we 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 avoiding the real heart of the problem. We're trying to find something and fix something and don't want to go to the real source. The only way to find lasting peace is through an intimate connection with Jesus Christ. If we want to find peace, beloved, you that listen to me tonight, Spread this on. If you want to find peace, you're going to have to find Jesus. You're going to have to accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior if you really want to find peace. You can march till your legs fall off. But if you don't include Jesus in it, you ain't going to find peace. You ain't going to find love and you ain't going to find justice. When Jesus informed the disciples, yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you sees me. Judah and the other must have experienced profound disappointment in John 14 and 19. The disciples had hoped thee Larger population would recognize Jesus as their true Messiah. If Jesus was preparing to leave them now, what would become of their dreams of an earthly Jewish kingdom? If Jesus was going to leave us now, our dreams are shattered. Our thought for the future is over with because the one that we thought is gonna was gonna lead us and was gonna be the Messiah, he's gonna leave us. That's when Jesus said, My ways are not like your ways, neither are my thoughts like your thoughts. This was a Jewish kingdom they wanted built. They expected Jesus, the Messiah, to establish an ethnic Israel as a political power in a world dominated by the Roman Empire. After the resurrection, the disciples remained confused on this point. They asked, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Acts 16, I mean 6, 1 and 6. They wanted to know, Lord, are you going to at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? In this light, Judah's question began to make more sense. Lord, they did recognize him as Lord. 
How is it that thou will manifest thyself to us and not unto the world? John 14 and 22. Judah seems to have been implying that Jesus could not leave because his messianic test was not completed. The crowd had eaten the bread and received the miracles, but the widespread acclaim for Jesus that the Messiah, that the disciples desired, had not come about. Indeed, Jesus had often restricted to the crowd, intended to make him a king. John 6 and 15. They, 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 the crowd was there because they saw the miracle. They saw the manifestation manifestation of the power of God, they wanted Jesus to make a be made a king, or earthly king. They weren't really looking for peace. Judah wanted to know why Jesus had revealed his true identity to the small inner circle only which allowed the larger world to remain in darkness. Jesus had a, amen. He had a point. He knew what he was done. He knew the world wasn't going to receive him. In Jesus' answer, we see him generally rejecting Judah's attention to the most critical issue. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. Can you hear that at this time, uh, this epidemic and troubles and trials we are in? Jesus said, If you love me, if you love Jesus, he said, You will keep my words. And my father will love him. He said, God will love you if you obey my words. And we will come unto him, and we will make our border with him. Jesus said, I will live within you. I will stay within you. But my words got to abide in you. He that loveth me, keepeth not my saying. You can tell whether somebody loved Jesus or not. Because if you don't love him, you ain't going to obey him. It's just that simple. And you will say, well, I love Jesus. Well, if you love him, you're going to obey him. But it's showing you, amen, that we don't love him, amen, like we say we do because we don't obey him. And when I say we, I'm talking to those that are disobedient. I'm not talking about the real thorough Christian that then gave up their lives to him. They love him because they obey him. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Jesus was letting them know 
The words that I'm speaking, they are not my words, but it is the words of my Father that sent me. I'm only a vessel. I'm just a tool that my Father is using, but it is the Father that is speaking through me. John 14, 23 through 24. You see, Jesus was telling Judah and the other present that would be important in the future would be whether they obey him, love him, and have a relationship with him. Where are we today? Do you obey the word of God? Do you love the Lord? Do you have a relationship with him? Or are you trying to fix it on your own? You can't have peace on your own. I don't care how many meetings we have. I don't care what Congress say. I don't care what the president say. We can't have peace on our own. We got to have a relationship with him. Not which nation have political power. It's not which nation holds the political power. The power is in Jesus Christ. When the disciple was slow to understand well that Jesus loved and desired to redeem the entire world, not just the Jews, say John 3 and 16, not just the Jews, but Jesus was trying to get their attention. I come not to die for just a certain ethnic group, but I come to die for the whole world. Jesus adjusted that concept to be those who love me and keep my words as opposed to those who do not love me and keep not my words. The question is in the air tonight to America, to amen, Germany, China, Italy, Spain, all over the universe. Do you love Jesus? If you want to see things change, you must make him first priority. Your council meeting is good, but you better put the Prince of Peace ahead of your council meetings. Jesus was preparing them for the time in the near future when the Holy Spirit would be pulled out on both Jews and Gentiles who would make up their new peoples of God. Jesus was preparing them for a future event that was coming, that God was going to pour out his spirit up on all flesh, not just in the lost house of Israel, but up on all flesh, both Jew and Gentile. Ephesians Chapter 2, verse 14 through 15. The disciples was looking for political peace. Established by a miraculous power. They were looking for, amen, natural peace. 
They wanted Jesus, amen, here to be their king because they knew he had power. Jesus was preparing to submit himself to the cross. That's what he was getting ready to do, which would pave the way for true peace to be made between creation and the creator. True peace now is supposed to come because Jesus was getting ready, amen, and to give his life for a sinful world. He was informed, he would inform them they would look for peace in the wrong places. Isn't that what we're doing today? Are we looking for peace in the wrong places? We're looking in the wrong places. United States for peace. You're looking for your government, your president, your congressman, your church. Look for Jesus. If you want that real, tranquility peace, that everlasting peace, you've got to look to the Prince of Peace. And Psalms, it expressed a problem, a profound truth. When he declared, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Psalm 20 and 7. Some trust in armed forces. Nobody can come in and disrupt our nation because we got all the political power we need. Some trust in armed forces. And some trust in security. In horses. But our security is not found in the power structure of the world, but in our connection to our God. That's where our power is at, is in our God. All praise him. You're looking for peace? Peace tonight? Many people erroneously believe that if they could only solve all their problems, they would experience peace if they only could. But Christian peace transcends transcend the trouble that exists and will always exist in our life. You got to have Jesus on the inside of you. Amen. Is to have that kind of peace. You got to have Jesus. That means you got to deny yourself. You got to put yourself under uh, your flesh under subjection and let amen. You got to let Jesus know he is the head of your life and you are obeying his word, not you trying to make him obey your words. We can have peace. Not because everyone, everything is right in the world now but because we trust that God is in control and that he will make all things right at the end. That's what we have peace with. Amen, because we know that Jesus is in control. Jesus worked to assure his disciples that 
their security and will bring were not dependent upon their continuously body present on earth. Of course, this would require them to rethink their preconceiving idea about missions of the Jewish Messiah. Jesus explained, it would be necessary for me to go away, but he would not leave them utterly alone. These things have I spoke unto you, being yet present with you, but the comfort which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you. That was a future thing. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, whosoever I have sent unto you. John 14, 25 and 26. Listen, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world have, but my peace I give unto you. My beloved, you want to find peace? You're going to have to surrender your soul unto Jesus. If you don't surrender your soul unto Jesus, all we're going to do is march and all we're going to do is talk. But that's a temporary thing you have. If you want eternal peace, you're going to have to find and acknowledge the Prince of Peace. This is Dr. Moore saying, my time is out. God bless you. Until next time. That was excellent coming from Dr. Moore. Hopefully next week he will continue on peace because right now our country needs healing and peace. We'll be back next week. God bless, God speed, and good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.